0: Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. Welcome to another episode of Fan Junkies Radio. I'm your host Jonathan Raggis, and alongside me, as always, Mike McShane. Mike, what's going on, and how is your fourth?
1: Hot, dude. It's hot today. <laughs> That's how I am. It, I, I'm sitting here, literally sitting here at the frat house, sweating. I mean, I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here, and I'm sweating. Sweat huh? coming off my forehead. That's how AC hot. AC on, it is. or you got all the
0: windows open, and the, now,
1: the, AC, is, yeah. the AC is on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's nonetheless. It's hot. But boy, no, we had a great time uh, yesterday here at the Pratt House. Nice, nice holiday. Continues. The holiday continues. That's awesome. the nice thing about, the, as I pointed out the other day, you know, it's a four-day weekend. So we've got a few other folks coming over for another barbecue today. So uh, nice time. We actually, yesterday, you know, thinking about this too. We, you know, you and I, we were saying it before, we don't take a day off. I mean, here we are. It's, it's Friday after. 4th of July, and uh, we're not taking the day off. No, <laughs> That's why we're going to have a
0: little bit of fun today, though. We're, we're, Absolutely. You know, I, I don't want to say we're going to uh, freestyle it, but uh, we're, <laughs> we're just going to talk about whatever today. There, there, there's no set format for today.
1: And uh, yesterday, uh, national holiday for all. Now, what did what Sidekick and I do? No, we shot yesterday's five minutes at the house. That's in the can.
0: Nice. Nice. Yep. And how was that?
1: real well, it's a funny funny program. It's it's up on it's up right now. It's usually f- always funny though, man. Uh some there are just really some I mean spontaneously funny funny things and there are a couple of them in this week's.
0: Like our show uh last Friday with uh, Sidekick on, that was I, I I thought that was pretty funny. Correct? Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, uh, funny stuff.
0: Funny stuff. It Check b- it out. some more Friday night shows.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- those are actually I I like those a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I think
1: after a long Thursday,
0: you feel a little more energetic Yeah. On Friday nights. Yep, yep. All right. Well, 12 noon, it is here, uh, which means the NHL Free Agency has opened officially today, Mike, and we got some moves coming through already, but we had some moves happening over the last couple of days as well. So I'm going to list these moves, Mike, and you know I'll, I want to get your take on them, and, this, and as well, I want to throw my take out at them as well. And uh, I'll probably have to cut, you know, our, our conversations off here a little bit as uh, more and more moves come through. So, first off, your Philadelphia Flyers, Mike, signed uh, Claude Giroux to an eight-year, $66.2 million contract, which means $8.275 million per season for your captain, Claude Giroux. What did you think about the deal when it was announced?
1: There were a lot of people that uh, I've already heard from. Well, We had people right here at the frat house yesterday that expressed displeasure with it. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Um, Why not? Uh, The only thing that I potentially am a little bit concerned about, again, here we go, NHL and particularly the Flyers, the length of the contract. Yeah. Uh, did, did we really have to go eight years on that? Now, where I was hearing some displeasure really was with the dollar value, the eight-point, what did you say, John? 8.7? 8.275. Eight 8.27, okay, uh, per year. Some people were expressing displeasure with the amount. I don't have a problem with the amount, Hmm. Um, but I do have a problem with the length. I I think that they could have gone, yeah. Look, you can go five and and, then negotiate as you get close to that time. Why do you have to go eight right now? Yeah. So that's the only real issue I had with it. Claude Giroux is a very very special talent, and uh, I don't have a problem with what the Flyers. I I am going to be curious because. God knows they've got to be doing some sort of creative financing right now up there in the Flyers' General Manager office. You think? Because I don't know how they're getting all this crap in underneath the uh, uh, and with the cap. I really don't. Yes. I believe the cap this year is what seventy million.
0: Something like that, around that, yeah.
1: Now it it is expected to increase, obviously next year.
0: Actually, but, um, I thought it was supposed to drop a little next year.
1: Now there, all the reports I'm hearing right now are that it will increase. Okay. Uh, next year, uh, but. Uh, nonetheless, I don't know how they're going to sneak everything in there. You know, it starts to make you think, obviously, we're going to lose somebody off this payroll. Somebody's got to be moved.
0: Who do you think that's going to be?
1: Well, the word to keep hearing is it's going to be Coburn. At least Coburn, maybe one other.
0: Hmm. Alright. All right. hear about Coburn, so...
1: Couturier's name's been thrown out there as well. I would prefer not to lose Couturier, but, you know, something's got to give.
0: Now, let me ask you this. If Giroux has a season like he just had next yeah. season. Yeah. What kind of crap you think you're gonna hear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, good question. Um and that was uh, that was uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, that's my that's another one of my concerns. Uh I I think many of us are just thinking, Well, last year was a fluke. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah, look, everybody's entitled to a bad season.
0: Mm. Uh
1: that was not a Giroux type season. Uh, so you got to think that it's gonna it's gonna change around a little bit. You got to think that. Oh, well, so it's if, 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 if in fact he stumbles again, and we're looking at the kind of thing we did last year, no, I think you're definitely gonna hear some you're definitely gonna hear some flack.
0: Now, if they turned around and signed Giroud to a five-year, let's say forty-one point three million dollar deal, which would still be around that eight point two seven five per season, would you feel better on five years instead of eight? Yes. Okay. So just those three years, man. That's you know that, you know that, you know that makes a big difference.
1: It, well, it does because consider too. I mean, how old is uh how old is Giroux? Uh, is he what what is he? Twenty five.
0: He's a lot younger than I am. I know that for sure. He is twenty five years old, correct?
1: Okay, twenty five, twenty five, eight. All right, you're going to thirty three. Look, we just signed the Cavalier, who's thirty three. Yeah. So I'm not saying that at thirty three you're done, but you know, you never know what could happen. I mean, an injury could occur. Something, you know. Who knows? Eight yeah. years is a long time. Yeah, I would agree with you. Those three years, I think, make a big, big difference. I mean, let me ask you a question. Sure. If, if, if this was somebody on your Ranger team of the caliber of Giroux, what would your impression be?
0: Oh, I mean, listen, I, I, I would kill to have a Claude Giroux on the Rangers. So if that were to be, yeah, you know what? you got to go for it. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm not in favor of these long deals anymore, Mike. I'm not. You exactly. know, it, it just it comes back to bite teams in the ass a lot lately. Right. And okay. uh, you know, I'm okay with the financial part of it for Claude Giroux because he's Claude Giroux and he's going to bounce back. It's not like he's going to be a terrible player from here on out. He's just too good for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's the eight years. You know what? I I I like you know like you said I would feel better. If it were my Rangers, at that five-year, forty-one mil right. situation. So. Okay,
1: so we're we're exactly in the same uh, ballpark. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that one. It's it's you know these these length of these deals. I mean, this is why we just had a lockout.
1: You're not kidding, Thank you. And it's
0: going right back into it again. So yeah. it's uh it's a shame, but let's look a little bit more at the Flyers. I'm hearing Mike Ray Emery going back to the Flyers is almost a complete deal. Um, told the Islanders he's not interested. And it was only the Flyers and the uh, Islanders going after Emory, um, of course, with Chicago trying to re-sign him. But it looks like Ray Emery will be back with your Philadelphia Flyers and will compete with Steve Mason for the uh, starting goaltender job. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I, I'm, that's interesting. I don't know if it's actually going to be a competition. I'm going to be honest. I, I think Emory sits.
0: Uh, he'll be the backup. That's my, that's my personal that's opinion. That's exactly what I'm hearing as well is that uh, Mason looks like, you know, he, he most likely will win it.
1: Yeah, it's his job to lose. And, uh, you know. I'm not saying that that's impossible. You know, look, I'm, I'm, the Flyers needed to get a backup goaltender. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I said that the other, the other week. I've been saying it now since it was obvious that Mason was going to be the number one guy. I'm not enamored with Mason. No, I know a lot of people in Philadelphia are. I'm not.
0: Well, we spoke I, about him, and Mason's not an 82-game player, man. He's exactly. Not. He's not, so, not a full-season type goalie.
1: The, uh, the chat has been, since Brisgalov was bought out, the chat has been
0: Emory. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. That, that I'm fine with that. We'll 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 go with that, and we'll see how that works. Yeah. You know, it, it, this is a situation, though, again, where I do not think the Flyers have solved their goaltending issues mm-hmm. by any means.
0: Yeah. And okay. I don't get it.
1: I I really don't get why we why, you know, the Flyers used to always be a very very strong goaltending team. When you take a look at it, going back to the days of Bernie Parent and then bringing it forward, uh, about well, right up to about Ron Hextall. After Hextall. I don't know what the hell happened to this team with regard to the goaltending.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we got a, a lot of signings coming through, Mike, already. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty in, intense. I'm just trying to um, knock some of these out because, you know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people like the fake accounts on Twitter. You know, you got the Darren Drager, the Bob McKenzie, you know, the best people in, in the exactly. game. Exactly. So we'll see what happens here. But one uh, of the signings coming out right now, Andrew Ferentz, uh leaving Boston for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. I don't have details on the actual contract. We knew, that, we one
1: was, we knew that one was coming.
0: And we also have a rumor here with uh, Mike Ribeiro, uh possibly signing with the Phoenix Coyotes. Not sure. Uh, that's just a rumor right now, but that's another signing coming out. So, yeah. I mean, it's 12 noon. I mean, we knew we were going to hear a lot of signings coming out. So, yeah. Let's talk about this, man. The uh, big uh, big trades over the last couple of days with the Dallas Stars acquiring Sean Horakoff from the Edmonton Oilers as well as Se- Tyler Seguin and Rich Peverly from the Boston Bruins. Uh, in, that, in, in that last deal, Bruins acquiring Louis Erickson from Dallas. Mike, uh, you know, Dallas, uh, you know, they got themselves three good players in Horakoff, Seguin, and Peverly, but I think they overspent going with uh, Bruins with the Tyler Seguin deal, and I think they gave up a little bit too much to get Seguin over there in Boston, and uh, I, I honestly think Boston really won out on this deal.
1: I think Boston won out big time on this deal. That's my personal opinion, really. The only thing they lost was Seguin. That's the only thing they really lost in this one. That, that's, uh, I think they got back far more than, than what they lost. So I think Boston did very, very well on this one. Yeah. I'd love to hear how uh, our buddies up at Sports Vlogger think about this one.
0: Yeah, well, you know they're gonna miss Seguin. You know that's what they're saying. Um, but the, you know I think there's a bigger story when it comes down to Tyler Sagan and why they decided to get rid of him. I heard that they have a lot of concerns about his hip and uh, I've been reading a lot of stuff about his uh, maturity level, Mike. Uh, okay. I, you know, not. I guess they weren't too enamored with his, uh, you know, his personality. And he's like, I, I guess he's not maturing enough for them. So <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Um. What else we got here? Okay, well, the Leafs waived in uh, using one of their buyout c- uh, compliances on Mikhail Grabowski. Uh That was a little bit of a shocker, especially what Toronto always does. I think uh, somebody picking up Mikhail Grabowski is going to get a really good deal on him. Mm-hmm. It's going to be for a lot less. Uh, Daniel Alfredson, Mike, leaves yeah. Ottawa, and it looks like he's a lock to be with the Detroit veterans. Uh, what do you think about that? Because a lot of people are saying it's a very low move. By Daniel Alfredson, me, I think Daniel Alfredson has earned the right to go wherever he wants. He's given his heart and soul into the Ottawa Senators for so many years and then signed with them when they were so bad for so long. And you know what? I, I just think it's, you know, he he deserved the right to go wherever he wanted to. And I thought, uh, what the hell, why not Detroit? I think he'd be a great fit with uh, Henrik Zetterberg.
1: Is There is nothing sacred, honestly, seriously. I thought for sure Alfredson would die. Wearing a, a Senator's jersey.
0: I think we all thought too, and I thought last season we all thought it would have been his last season, but I think the lockout pushed him to go and playing another season, Mike. Sure. And, uh, you know, he thinks he has a better chance winning with Detroit. I do as well. A lot of oh,
1: well, who wouldn't? Exactly. That,
0: well, a lot of people, you know, in, in, in hockey seem to think that Ottawa is going to be a better team than um, Detroit next season. I still don't see it. I, no, I
1: don't either. No, I, I don't
0: see it. I, I think Zetterberg and, and an Alfredson line, I think, would be better than what Ottawa could put out. Not saying Ottawa is going to be a terrible team, but I just think Detroit has a better shot. I think they got the better goalie. they got the better uh, team right now. And, uh, I, you know, I, I I think it's wrong for everybody calling Daniel Albertson, uh, you know, pretty much a scumbag for leaving Ottawa. I, well, I, I, this, I agree right... with
1: you. I agree with you. I think, you know, the guy certainly – I mean, look, it's free agency, folks. The guy can go where he wants. Um, you know, I understand. I understand this a loyalty issue. According
0: to Nick Kiprios, it's going to be a one year for a little under six million. If, I
1: was just about to say. I was just about to say it can't be that long. For God's sake, the guy's been in the NHL for seventeen years.
0: No, but here's the thing: if Ottawa truly wanted Daniel Alfredson back, I'm sure they could have offered him more than what Detroit offered him. Number one. But, number two, it comes down to it. I just don't think he wanted to be in Ottawa for another season. I agree with you, and that's what it sounds like to me. It
1: sounds like Alfredson actually said, "You know something. <laughs> Let me go see what wearing a
0: different color will do for me yeah, that's I, what I
1: think i I really do but you know it's
0: funny because you know people talking crap about Daniel Alfredson, but yet you never heard anything about the Ray Borks in hockey, yeah. What they did, you know, and you know, they still retired his number. I mean, Daniel Alfredson's going to be retired and be a part of the Ottawa Senators organization possibly for the rest of his life. No doubt about it. One season, he's going to play with the Detroit Red Wings. Exactly. The guy's been with the Senators since 1995, Mike. Right. It's going into the 2014 season. How many more years possibly could you have of Daniel Alfredson? Let him go to Detroit. Wish him well, and guess what? If your team can't compete and go to the Stanley Cup, you know, if Detroit gets near it, Ottawa Senator fans are going to be voting for Detroit. So yep. it's just the way it is.
1: No, I listen, I wish him well. Uh, I am a little bit surprised. I, I think anybody would be. Because, like I said, after all that length of time, you wouldn't have thought that he would have gone anywhere else. Yeah. And I, under, I do understand why perhaps the Senator fan base would be upset with that. Mm-hmm. I understand it. But, as you say, Jonathan, uh, you know, look. Seventeen years? Is that? I think that's what I. I think that's the number. I think that's how many years he's been there. Yeah. Um, you know, wish him well. As sure. you say, he's going to be back. He's going to be back, and he'll be retired as a senator.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just a few updates here. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets have extended a long-term offer to free agent Nathan Horton from our good friend Aaron Portsline. Uh, Joey Crabb, two years, one-way deal, 600000 uh, with the Florida Panthers. And Peter Regan, one-year deal with the New York Islanders so far. Um, those are the moves right there. Also, Mike, Danny Breer, bought out by your Philadelphia Flyers, signs with Montreal. Good for oh, him. They love their height requirement in Montreal, don't they?
1: <laughs> Good for him. You know something? That's a great fit, I think, for uh, for Breer. I wish him all the best. I got, you know, it, it's a funny thing. I have a love-hate relationship with the guy. Yeah. Uh, there were so many different seasons where he came here, you know, when he played here with the, uh, with the wearing the orange and black. Uh, I, I would just, uh, you know, I'd sit here and I would absolutely slam him, you know. Overrated, overrated. That would be, the, you know, the line I would use.
0: Yeah. Why not? Listen, I, I honestly thought that uh, Macho was the perfect fit for Danny Breer. I, yeah, I think I, it would have yeah. been anywhere else and it would have been a perfect fit for him. I I thought that was good. For Danny Briere to be in Montreal uh, gives them a little bit more scoring, and you know, you know they're going to be a competitive team next year still. So yeah,
1: the guy's a twenty goal scorer easily. Yeah, I, I mean he is. That's what he is. You can count on it. Put it in the bank. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as I as as Briere stayed here and Philadelphia up here longer and longer, I kind of mellowed on him a little bit, recognizing that the guy's just a class act. He really is.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, so
1: good for him. I'm glad. I'm glad he was able to to, to find a good place you know to park it uh, you 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 can't do poorly going up to montreal not at all
0: all right mike i got a couple of uh, financial things here daniel affordon one year 5.5 5 million dollar deal with the detroit red wings and ray emery one year 1.75 mil with your flyers mike one year one year
1: they've got they've got something else in the works don't they uh,
0: you you would hope so you would hope so i mean one year, how much? 1.75 mil my God. For Either, one year. Okay, well. Either that or they just don't have the money. They don't
1: have the money, man. That's what yeah. it sounded like to me.
0: Yeah. That was just reported by uh, Pierre Lebrun from ESPN. Uh, Patrick Eliash, Mike, returns to New Jersey. Three-year deal, $16.5 million with a full no-move clause. I think it's a pretty dumb deal by New Jersey. Uh, I agree. Eliash needs to be in New Jersey and retire a devil, Mike.
1: Yes. But
0: with the deals to Eliash and Dana Zubris, as well as hearing that a five-year deal to a concussed Ryan Clow could be coming for the New Jersey Devils. This is a team that is in such financial just ruins right now Yeah, giving out these types of deals. What is going on with the Devils? I don't get it. I don't get
1: any one of those moves at all. You know, you're bringing up a very valid point, and you're bringing up the financial side of it. Yeah, I'm looking at it strictly from the personnel side of it. What in the world is New Jersey doing here? I mean, Patrick Patrick Elias is so beloved by that fan base there that
0: it's going to put butts in seats? Really? No. No. Don't get me wrong. Elias should retire a devil if he can. If he went somewhere else, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But three years, Mike, three years with a full no-move clause – this is the reason why I didn't like the LaCavalier move with Philadelphia. Mhm. You know, you can't give these full no-move clauses to these players. You just can't. Right. You know, the, you know well, that the long-term deals are what put teams in just
1: crappy situations. I, I I'm actually you're absolutely right. And and particularly it's players who are of a particular age group now. You know, we were talking like Elias, you're talking like LaCavalier coming in, you know, Thirty-three years old. As I pointed out pre-show, that's not a death knell. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't play when you're 33. But five years, tack five years onto that, you're 38, and we've got a no-move clause on, uh, on 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 Really?
0: Yeah, Cavalier, Patrick Elias, 37. And how old's Cavalier, 35. is Le yep. 35? Uh,
1: Le 33.
0: 33. Okay, so full no. And, and his deal was what? Five
1: years? Lacavale. Five years. Yep, five years. Yeah.
0: Five
1: years, 24 million. Yeah.
0: Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Decker in the uh, chat room. I totally agree with you. Uh, good move for Eliash and good move for New Jersey. Resigning Eliash, just the uh, contract was ridiculous. Uh, Nathan Horton is the Columbus Blue Jackets' focus as of right now, according to Aaron Port's line. Uh, gonna be a good line with him and uh, Brandon Dubinsky down there in Columbus if it happens. Uh, really, really good for them. Uh, Craig Custance, uh, good friend of ours over at Ranger Nation. Uh, Coyotes very much in on Mike Ribeiro, but a deal is not done yet, Mike. <laughs> Here we go, Canucks wave defenseman Keith Ballard, but he signs a two-year deal with the Minnesota Wild today, Mike. Also, Isles, as they were out on Ray Emery, have re-signed Evgeny Nabokov to a one-year $3.25 million deal. Okay. here are a lot of big numbers for players that I don't really think deserve them, Mike. Ah, uh, well, yeah, but
1: let's remember this is the NHL.
0: It is the NHL, and it's scary. Isn't, isn't
1: that what we do? You know, you made such a brilliant point uh, 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 pre-show when you were saying, you know, this is what got the NHL into trouble and really caused a lockout to begin with. And here we go. Nobody seems to learn. Throwing out these enormous long-term contracts, big dollars. Uh, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I just don't get it. Here's all I did too, because Slim Junior's uh in the chat room. Excuse me, Slim RJS in the chat room asked, uh, you know, what about Corey Schneider going to the doubles, which we did speak about the other day, Mike. But now, uh, you know, Marty Brodeur is kind of hinting that, you know, with Corey Schneider there, he could possibly be there for another few years, Brodeur. Jesus. I mean, isn't that kind of a slap in the face to Corey Schneider and to the doubles for what they're trying to do? My goodness. You know, I mean, but you know if Brodeur wants to stay, the doubles are going to keep him.
1: Dear God. He's 41, is he not?
0: Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I was just saying i. Thirty three, thirty eight, that's not a
0: death now No, no, no. It's uh pretty insane, I think. Wow. All right, no, I, you
1: know, you gotta give it to the guy. If he's got the ability to do it, then what the hell, let him have at
0: it. Yeah. Let's uh switch over to NBA. We'll if, if any signings come down, we'll definitely uh interrupt our NBA updates here with it. Uh before we get to the Dwight Howard stuff, we did have a three team deal. Uh Tyreek Evans, Jeff uh Jeff Whitty going to the New Orleans Pelicans. Jervis Vasquez and two second-round picks going to the Sacramento Kings, and Robin Lo- Robin Lopez and Terrell Harris going to the Portland Trailblazers. It's not really a big deal, uh, but the Pelicans, you know, they're bringing in some names, Mike. They're trying to make themselves a little bit of a better team. But I do think the Kings got the better of the deal, bringing in point guard Vasquez and two second-round picks. I think that'll help them in the future, Mike.
1: Well, they got to do something in order to get some relevance. Uh,
0: for God's sake, they didn't do very well with their name. No, the Pelicans. <laughs> But I'm happy who's they changed it team? because I'm happy they changed it because I can't wait for the Hornets to return to Charlotte, man. Well,
1: that's true. I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. But I mean, uh, who who's, ser- who's going to take a team named the Pelicans seriously?
0: I uh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get petty.
0: <laughs> uh, two, two, two deals with the Knicks. The Knicks and uh, J.R. Smith finalized a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal. Mike, I did not like that. Yep. Deal. I did not want to see J.R. Smith come back to the Knicks, as you know. Um, they drafted Tim Hardaway Jr. in draft night. Now they resigned J.R. Smith. They have two players that are almost identical. Yep. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Uh, also, well, the,
1: uh, run, run the run the finance by me
0: again. What, How much? Four years. Twenty-four million dollars, which, in a way, is okay, Mike, because honestly, if they didn't re-sign Jarius Smith, they couldn't use that money towards the free agents this year.
1: That's six million dollars a year, Jonathan. Great, but I
0: don't. But there we go. I listen. I don't mind having Jarius Smith back. I really didn't want him, but I don't mind them having him back. But here we go again. It's the financial deals of this contract that I do not like. I hate. Cannot stand. Because that is an it awful takes, lot of money for JR. It takes money off the 2015 free agent platform, which is supposed to be a very good platform um, in the NBA. Don't like it at all. Not a fan of it at all. But what I am a fan of is the Knicks re-signing Pablo Prigioni, uh, three-year deal with a team option for the third year. Mike, he was very, very good. And if you look at the stats, Melo shot better from the three-point line with Prigioni on the floor with him than any other point guard on the team. He likes to open up the offenses because why? He's a pass first, which is why I like the guy, the kid you guys drafted over in Philly. Pass first point guards, to me, are still the best point guards to have in the league. Agreed. Um, That was a good deal for the Knicks. Let's talk a little bit about Dwight Howard here now from when I'm here in Golden State. is trying to free up room somehow to get him in a signing trade with the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers uh, fearful that he will bolt without getting anything in return. So it looks like they do want to do a sign and trade. Um... With them. So right, I right. if. Uh, well, it's know.
1: a smart move on their part, make
0: no that's mistake. It. Absolutely. It is a smart move on their part. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but we are hearing, though, Dime Magazine reporting today that the Lakers have told Dw- uh, Dwight Howard that they're going to get LeBron and Melo if he resigns with them. Uh, First question uh, How in the hell is that possible? Yeah, that's right. Second question What in the hell is Mitch Kupchak smoking?
1: I- agreed. How? <laughs> it is so it, it is so ludicrous, it is laughable. I don't even know where to begin with it.
0: Yeah. I, I just I, I don't understand it. I I really don't understand it. Um You know, if he said, Oh, we're we're gonna go out and get you a good point guard once Kobe's gone, we're gonna do this, that but how can you turn around and say that you're gonna get the game you know, two of the game's best players on this team? Exactly. There's absolutely no cap room.
1: I, I, I'm again. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm speechless. I don't even,
0: I don't even know how to respond to
1: it because there just... is no
0: players on this team that the Knicks would be interested in getting for Carmelo Anthony right. in some kind of a package. There isn't. So why would the Lakers say this to Dwight Howard? Are they just that desperate to keep him?
1: Well, I would, I would say that that's, that's evident, right? Yeah. I mean, the, I, I, what,
0: but this is desperation. What other
1: reason would you make a a claim like that?
0: Yeah. How? How and why? I, I, are, are two things I would like to know. Um, like I said, the Warriors are in the mix, though, for Dwight Howard. He did have an interview with them, and from what I hear, he came back very impressed. Mm-hmm. Very impressed. Um, I know that they would want to uh, offer up. I mean, they have three huge expiring contracts, Mike and Andrew Bogut. Richard Jefferson and Andres Beardrins. Any team would want to take on three huge expiring contracts right now, Mm -hmm. especially with this cap level. But from what I'm hearing, the Lakers want either one of Harrison Barnes or Klay Thompson, two of their young studs, who from what I'm hearing as well, in the interview, the Golden State Warriors promised uh, Dwight Howard of getting to play next to. So how could they get rid of any of these two players if they really want Dwight Howard? How could that happen? Yep. But the whole Melo and LeBron thing. Laughable. Yeah, it is laughable. You sent me a video this morning, Mike. Yeah.
1: Jim Parsons
0: from one of my favorite TV shows, Big Bang Theory, plays Sheldon Cooper on Big Bang Theory. Put up a little bit of a YouTube message uh, to Dwight Howard, and it's only got 300 views because Daryl Morey, who I believe is the uh, GM of the uh, Houston Rockets, from his YouTube account put it up, and it's Jim Parsons. You know, he's a he's, he's just a big Houston Rocket fan. Um, you know, he's basically saying, uh, you know, Dwight, you know what? I think you could be one of the next Houston Rockets great centers. Grew up watching Hakeem Olajuwon. We had Ralph Sampson there, you know, come to Houston. I'm a big Houston Rockets fan, but I love the way Jim Parsons went about doing this, Mike. Mm -hmm. He put it up on YouTube and, uh, he showed himself as a fan before anything, a legit fan. Uh, Jack Nicholson, I think, uh, used his celebrity status to get a meeting with Dwight Howard and uh, you know, like I said, I I really like the way Jim Parsons went about doing this. He put it out in public for everybody to see. Right. You know, not a uh, private meeting. And I and I, honest to God, I hope uh, Dwight Howard really sees this because, as I told you, I I see Dwight Howard going to Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't see him going anywhere else but Houston. I just don't see how it's possible. Mike, where do you see Dwight Howard going?
1: I really, you know, I don't know. I I just hope to God it's not Philadelphia. (laughs) I I think the guy's a flake. Uh, You know, anywhere he goes, he's never happy. So uh, I really don't care where he goes. I'll be perfectly honest with you. You know, everybody seems to think this guy's going to make that big of a difference. Uh, He never spends enough time in any one place to be a difference.
0: No, he doesn't.
1: So that's kind of where I am with it. I mean, you know. But that's the NBA for you, man. I mean, you know, these guys with their egos that are bigger than anything, you know, around. And and that's, you know, that's what it is. It's all me-centered. Yeah. So, Dwight Howard, you can go wherever you want. I don't give a damn where you go. Just don't go to Philadelphia. I'm not Uh, a big Dwight Howard fan, as you can tell.
0: Yeah. Hey, Mike, let me let you know this. The Flyers are spending a league-low $3.15 million on both of their goaltenders next season.
1: What? Well, that's because we probably had the league high for the past two.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, the pendulum
1: uh, swings. It goes from one extreme to the other.
0: We got another signing here, the Cal- uh the California Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes have signed uh, defensive Mike Carter to a one-year $700,000 deal. I think that's a very good deal for them. That's a uh, you know, buy low and a possibly high reward for them.
1: I going to say, wow. We we just got done talking about big salaries, uh, not there.
0: No. It's not there. I mean, that's why Kavisarki was uh, bought yeah. out. So, uh, you know, he's still going to get his money.
1: Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's doing all right. He got a boatload walking out the door.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, here in Rob Scuderi, a uh, big, uh, big possibility he could return to the Pittsburgh Penguins today. Also, Eric uh, Belanger, uh was bought out by his team as well. Um, you know, just a lot of moves coming out, Mike, real quick. This is why I like the NHL. As soon as the free agency period starts, moves just happen. And I love it. Whoa. Just here there, Clark MacArthur from the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, could possibly be signing with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay. Uh, Just looking at some of the news today, Mike. You know, really nothing else really going on in the world of sports. So uh, I guess we can throw out some uh, MLB standings. Yeah, absolutely. And look at some of the games here. Uh, AL East. We have the Boston Red Sox still with a four-and-a-half game lead over the Baltimore Orioles. It seems the Boston Red Sox just continue to float in first place there.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore has played really, really well uh, the, the past week or so. Uh, coming off a sweep uh, last weekend uh, of the uh, Yankees, uh, they just can't seem to gain any real traction.
0: No. No, not at all. They uh, are as,
1: as you said, Boston just keeps winning. They're 8-2 in their last ten.
0: 8-2 in their last ten. Tampa Bay 7-3 and three in their last ten. Six-and-a-half games back, so they're getting a little hot. Baltimore, New York Yankees, still floating uh, towards uh, mediocrity there, I believe. Toronto, 3-7 and in their last 10, 41-44 in the season. What a bust have they yep. been, huh? Yep. All those big moves they made, bringing in Jose Reyes, R.A. Dickey, Mark Burely, Josh Johnson, and just, it, it has done nothing for them, Mike. So, can we go and actually say that it's, you know, bringing in all these big names, they don't win you baseball games.
1: Well, look, it's the same situation they've got out in, uh, at the Angels, right?
0: Angels, Back Dodgers, nation, right? Dodgers,
1: right? Man. You know, uh, it, no, it, it frequently doesn't work, uh, and a lot of times it's definitely not going to work within the first year. It, it generally takes about that length of time to get the chemistry together. Anyhow, you know, we could get surprised and see Toronto comes out next year, and and they're you know they turn out next year to be the team that we all expected. Uh, them to be this year. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. In the AL Central: The Detroit Tigers, forty-six and thirty-eight, with a one and a half game lead over the Cleveland Indians. Uh, Cleveland six or four in the last ten. Detroit four and six in their last ten. Last time we talked, Cleveland had a two-game lead, didn't they?
1: Uh, it's been going back and forth, back and forth. That that's still very competitive between those two teams. It's coming down between the two of them.
0: I love it. I love it. Let me tell you. Love a competitive division. Uh, A.L. West. Uh, here's another competitive division. Here, Oakland Athletics in first place, six and four in the last ten, with a half game lead over the Texas Rangers. Mike, who are bowl- or are actually six and four in the last ten as well. Yeah. LA Angels in third place now, eight and uh, what are they, eight and a half games back. They're eight and two in their last ten, so they're starting to pick up a little steam. This uh, keeps going back and forth between Oakland and Texas. <coughs> yeah.
1: Excuse me, on a weekly basis. Uh, they just keep swapping out uh, who's holding on to first place. Well, last week it was Texas by, I think, a game and a half. This week it happens to be Oakland. Uh, watch. Next week it'll be Texas.
0: Yeah. Let's move it over to the National League. Atlanta Braves with a six game lead over to Washington Nationals. Philadelphia in third place, eight and a half back. New York Mets in fourth place, 12 and a half games back. A little mediocre there. What do you
1: think? Oh, God.
0: Painful to watch.
1: This whole this whole division is painful to watch in my. And opinion. Usually,
0: that's a pretty competitive division over the last bunch of years.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, one could say it's still kind of competitive, but competitive on the opposite uh, on the opposite side. It's competitive almost to the extent of boring. Um, this 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 whole division, in my opinion, is difficult to watch, with the exception of Atlanta. I mean, you can't take anything away from the the talent that Atlanta's got on that team. Yeah. So, uh. Washington. Wow. Yeah. What a shame.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Um I know uh Davy Johnson was talking the other day using trying to use a little bit of comedy saying that uh he's going crazy. mentioned something about Ouija boards as well. Found that kinda odd. So Oh
1: well it's David Johnson.
0: Yeah. All right, Mike, uh Mike Rivero to Phoenix is a done deal according to Darren Drager, Mike.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Uh,
0: goalie Jason Lariviere is also is also about to sign a one year deal with the Edmonton Oilers, according to uh, Mark Spector from Spector Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, gonna have more coming up, man. Um, let's keep it up with the MLB here. Uh, NL Central, Pittsburgh Pirates with a two game lead over the St Louis Cardinals. Uh, Pittsburgh eight and two in their last ten. Mike, they are just <clears throat> flying high right now in Pittsburgh.
1: What the hell's happened to St Louis? Three and seven in their last time.
0: And this is why I wanted Clinton Hurdle with the Mets. Yep, a phenomenal coach. I think he's doing a great, great job in Pittsburgh. Seriously, who do they have in Pittsburgh besides maybe two or three players that are actually somewhat good?
1: Well, <laughs> you can't take anything away from him, my friend. No, my God, 20, twenty games, twenty games over five hundred with the best record in Major League Baseball. Where in the world did they come from?
0: Amazing. It is amazing. Another sign in here, Michael Hanzoos has agreed to terms on a one-year deal with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, paperwork still looking to be completed. And the Oilers signed center, uh, Boyd Gordon, to a three-year deal. I love free agent signing days, let me tell you. I don't know who this is. Let me see what we got here. Denver Post. Somebody from uh, one of the – I wanted to write this from the Denver Post is hearing whispers of Jerome McGinley and the L.A. Kings, Mike. And the LA Kings, okay. The LA Kings. Well,
1: good luck with that, Kings.
0: Is he gonna be the uh Marion Hosa now going back, <laughs> jumping back and forth between teams to see who wins?
1: Uh yeah, that you're that's a great analogy.
0: That's another guy. Listen, when he saw you know what, when he got traded, I mean you didn't hear nothing about that. I mean that's another guy who should have possibly retired with his team. I mean Yep. It was weird seeing him in a in, in a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, let me tell you. True enough. Very weird. I think i will actually be a little bit more weirded out by a Gimlin in a uh, Penguins jersey than I would be a Valfritson in a uh, Red Wings jersey. I don't know. Uh,
1: uh, you know, something? you're absolutely right. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not going to be weirded out by that. West Mike, Arizona, mediocrity it still sits high in this division. Uh, Two-and-a-half game lead over the Colorado Rockies. Three-and-a-half game lead over the Dodgers. Mike, Dodgers are really hot, but uh, their rookie went down. He has to have a few ex- uh, his day to day with a bru- bruised hip after uh, taking, uh, cr- you know, crashing into the wall, and making an amazing catch yesterday. Right. Uh, that yeah. hurts the Dodgers, man. Let me tell you. He's 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 been their spark plug. He's he'll be all right. Lightning rod. He'll
1: be all right. He, he might miss a game, maybe two. But that's going to be
0: it. Yeah, but it still hurts, you know. Especially that they're eight and two in their last ten. The LA Dodgers. I mean, right. you know, look at San Francisco though. Last place, four and a half games back. One and nine in their last ten.
1: Well, you know what are we we're looking at. A division here where five wins separates the top team from the bottom team.
0: Yeah, and the top team is only three games over 500. Right. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. You know, why couldn't the uh, the Mets and the Phillies be in this one, huh? They wouldn't be that far back from
1: first. It would be false. It would give us a false sense of
0: hope. <laughs> That's, That's like, like winning a lockout the way it is. Is that like winning a cup in a lockout year?
1: Yeah, exactly. You got that one right. I, I No, I like it the way it is. At least we're getting to see, you know, I, I'm getting a chance to see the real Philadelphia Phils. You go and you throw them down there into the West, and everybody's going to be excited about them. Man, Philadelphia Phils need to be blown up.
0: Man, look over in Wimbledon, man. Djokovic and Del Potro, uh, they're in a the fifth set right now. Wow. Blowing it up, man. Blowing it up, trying to figure out what we got here. Uh, Phoenix Coyotes have re-signed former Ranger Laurie Karpakoski and a couple of others over there. Nothing really big on that. And uh, Matthias uh, agreed to a two-year, $3.5 million deal with the Florida Panthers. There's just signings coming out everywhere, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check this out, Mike. The New York Rangers and the Los Angeles Kings will play in Las Vegas on September 27th.
1: Back that up again.
0: Rangers and the Kings will play in Las Vegas on September 27th. Okay. Is that uh, better than going and playing in in England? I was
1: just about uh, to say, you know, or Australia, huh?
0: Yeah. They're actually playing at the MGM Grand Arena.
1: You know, I don't have a problem with that. That's actually kind of neat.
0: Well, I I guess because they stay here in the States. Is that.
1: Yeah. Well, go with there?
0: Or... <laughs> I mean, not taking anything away if from me. If I'm England. sounding
1: provincial, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, if they turn around and put a hockey team in Las Vegas, which they wanted for so many years, that's one thing. But turning around and putting a hockey team in uh, England.
1: Or Australia.
0: That's a little weird. Yeah, I would agree. Uh,
1: but, no, I, I think that, that might actually be kind of neat, you know.
0: I think it's be better believe- if they
1: played it outdoors in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, you know what I, you know what, what? <laughs> how
0: do
1: uh, you uh,
0: think the players would melt
1: uh, how are they going to do it at the Dodgers stadium
0: yeah that's I wonder they're going to have some crazy 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 things kicking up under that ice man to uh, keep it cold <laughs> oh man let me tell you there is really nothing going on today unfortunately Mike um, that's just what happens in the summer
1: yeah, well, we're in that low period. I brought that one up on uh, on frat house Saturday this past week. Where you know, what do we got going? Well, you've got baseball. That's about it. Yeah. You know, what do we got? We got about uh, eighteen days, I think, thereabouts before uh, the start of of uh, training camp for the NFL. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're looking at about two and a half, three weeks yet of this. So,
0: yeah.
1: all right. Okay. So it's the ebb and flow of the sporting world.
0: Yeah. We were talking about the Boston Celtics hiring um, Butler head coach yeah. Brad Stevens in the pregame, and uh, Sean Deviney threw out a tweet saying that Danny Ainge said after the Doc Rivers transaction was finished, his first phone call was to Brad Stevens. So I, I, I sit here scratching my head. Didn't talk to anybody else.
1: I I, I scratch my I'm scratching my head. I I, I don't get it. You know, the, I, as I said pre-show, the only thing I can think of is this is. You know, the, it's it's the old flavor of the week sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not taking anything away from Brad Stevens. He's done a phenomenal job with <laughs> Butler. But for God's sake, folks, it's Butler.
0: Okay? Well, now, you know what? Let me ask you this now. You've watched a lot of college basketball. Yes. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of Butler games. Yes. Um, What do you think Brad Stevens could bring to the NBA?
1: I don't know, man. I'm going to tell you. I don't know if I necessarily see it translating. I think that's where that's where I've got the most confusion. That's where I'm sitting here scratching my head over it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not doable. I'm not saying that he can't do it. Uh, he might come in there and for a season or two really set the world on fire and make make me out to be a complete moron. Yeah. Uh, but I just I don't see it. We've talked about this so much, that, and you know, you you brought up a number of different coaches who just didn't make it. Coming from the college ranks into the pro ranks, and I think that there's a very basic reason for that. I think the reason is that it's just two completely different environments. It's not two different games. It's not a matter of coaching the game. It's the personnel that you're dealing with.
0: Yeah, it's just a whole different dynamic. Uh, yeah, dynamic uh, on, on both things. I, right. I just. I, I don't know why – listen, if a college coach wants to come in, I honestly think they need at least a good four years of being an assistant coach in the NBA. I would agree. To learn the game, just like a rookie needs time off the bench to learn the game. To take his NCAA game and try to change it over into an NBA game because it's two different dynamics.
1: Look, let, let's, let, we've talked about this before. Wrong or right, here's the bottom line. And one of the reasons that I like college basketball so much more – College basketball is a wee sport. A wee sport. WE. Yeah. The NBA is not. It's an I sport. That, that's the bottom line. And I don't know how somebody like Stevens is going to be able to, because I, that Butler team is a very, very wee team. That's how he's had his success there. Now, you know, I don't know if Boston seems to think that. Okay, this is what's going to change. We're going to get this guy in here, and he's going to change the entire dynamic of the way we play this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he think if that's what they think is going to happen, but Jonathan, you and I both know it. With the egos driving this this league, I don't
0: think it's going to happen. No, I agree. I just I I, I just don't know why. There are a lot of other candidates out there that we spoke about. Yes, and. Of course, I threw out a bunch, uh, you, you, me, and Jim Williams were talking the other day. So out a bunch of names that were, let me tell you, a lot more successful in college than Brad Stevens came to the NBA. And let me tell you, they didn't last long.
1: Well, that's, that, that's exactly right. They went running
0: with their tail right between their legs back to college basketball. Exactly. And exactly. I hate to say it, but I think that kind of puts a blemish on college basketball. Watch. When these big-time coaches in, in, in college basketball can't coach on the pro levels.
1: No, I disagree with you. We just
0: got done saying it. It's two
1: completely different games. I don't think but, that it, Yeah, but that,
0: but that's the thing. They go running back him to him it.
1: You can't that besmirch
0: – puts the blemish on it.
1: Yeah, but you can't you can't besmirch uh, uh, you know, a guy like Rick Pitino simply because he didn't have success in the NBA. Rick Pitino is one of the greatest coaches that's ever coached in college ranks. He's a I fantastic coach. Just because it doesn't translate to the NBA does not take anything away from Pitino. No. It's two completely different games. It's two completely different environments. That's the way I see it. I view it as, as I just pointed out, college is a Wii sport. NBA, there's no Wii. It's me.
0: (laughs) I think it puts a blemish on it because when all the other coaches come out, I just don't see why GMs would even think about it after looking at the list of college coaches that came in and ran away after a couple of seasons. Well,
1: I think because there, there might always be that one that could be the difference maker. There's that one out there that could turn things around. You know, we have not seen terrific, terrific success with it in the NFL either, mm-hmm. and yet that doesn't stop owners and general managers from going out and taking a look at college-ranked
0: coaches. I don't know why they do, but they do. You know, I mean, there, there's so many candidates inside your own sport, I, I don't see why you have to go out of it.
1: You know, why guys like
0: Nate McMillan are an assistant coach now in the NBA when he should be a head coach. Or why a guy like Byron Scott has no job.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just don't see it. You know, I honestly thought that the Spurs were going to turn around and hire, um, what's his name from San Antonio? Brett Brown, the assistant coach with the Spurs. He wanted the Celtics job. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be there. Let me tell you, that guy's been under Greg Popovich for many years now. That guy's going to be a damn good head coach in the league. And especially if you got rookies coming in, wouldn't you want a guy like Brett Brown to teach these guys coming up? You would think, you know. But I guess because they're going to be bringing in a whole bunch of college players, you'd rather have a college coach coach them in the NBA because the dynamics are totally different.
1: Well, yeah. if, you know, if that there is an interesting thought. I don't know.
0: You know, but you know, wouldn't you want to bring if if you bring in a college coach? Wouldn't you want to have strong veteran presence around him? So he can learn the game as well from them instead of bringing in a college coach who is going to coach a bunch of 19, 20, and 21-year-olds now. To me, it doesn't make sense. So, uh, Mike Ribeiro to the Phoenix Coyotes, Mike. Four years, $22 million with a partial no-trade clause.
1: <laughs>
0: Maloney, I don't know what's going on, buddy. You were, you were one of the best GMs in the league. I don't know what that is. Wow. Oh, man. I don't get it. Uh, Rob Skiderry's management team has just tweeted that he has narrowed down his choice of two teams inside the Eastern Conference, but it still looks like it's going to be a return to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm-hmm. Um, just looking around, Mike. There's uh, not many signings coming out right now, but there are a lot of rumors but I don't like talking about rumors. Actually, I do. I lie. Let's see what else we got here in the NBA. Um, let's see. Let's see. Warriors are expected to get Dwight Howard's max slot by packaging expiring contracts with deals, excuse me, with a number one pick so they can get Dwight. So they are trying to get rid of those three expiring deals and packaging it around a number one pick for Dwight Howard. Right. Like, a team like Goal State Warriors, who made the playoffs, going to be a competitive team with Dwight Howard or not, is a number one pick at the end of the draft, uh, you know, good enough to get Dwight Howard, you think? Uh, For a good team. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's, it's it's not like it was the New Orleans Pelicans' first round pick. Oh,
1: wow. That could have been. Um, a- I, I would say probably not, wouldn't you? I, I, I don't know. I you know, don't think it would be The, the guy's the guy's value is inflated. We 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 know that. Yeah. Uh and probably artificially inflated, but uh, I don't think that I don't think that's gonna be enough, is it?
0: Well, let me ask you this. If you were the Lakers and you were gonna accept Andrew Bogut, Andrews Beardrins, and Richard Jefferson's expiring deals, and they gave you a first round pick, and you know it's gonna be towards the end. They didn't have a pick in the first, I don't think, this year. Let me see. Um, no, they didn't. Okay, so let's say they picked around 26-27. Would you rather have an Andre Roberson or a Rudy Gobert in that spot in 26-27, or 27, or if it came down to a bad team like the Bobcats or the Wizards, would you rather have an Otto Porter or a Cody Zeller next season? Wow. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm not quite sure where to go with any of that, to be honest with you. Oh my god. Columbus Blue Jackets have
0: signed Nathan Horton to a 7-year contract. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the NHL. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to say. Also, Ryan Klo looks like he's going to the Devils, Mike. Yep. 5-year deal.
1: Yeah, what are the what are the numbers on that one?
0: Not getting anything yet. It's nothing official, but it's starting to leak out that it, uh, you know, they're hammering out the five year deal. But here's a guy, Mike, that then you know, that the Rangers traded for and acquired and they didn't want to give up another second round draft pick for resigning because of all the concussions he had last year. He had two right. concussions with the Rangers right. in those few games. I mean, that's taking a lot out. I think of your future on Ryan Clark. I don't know. Would you sign a a guy no, that just had two concussions?
1: No, not no. Uh, I, I I that's why I'm asking what the dollars are. You know, why, well, of course that that might determine some of it. You know, but uh, uh, no, I probably would not. Although I know that you know, last year that guy was in big demand. There were a lot of people that wanted to get their their
0: hooks into that guy. I just don't get it. What else we got? Islanders have signed Pierre-Marc Bouchard to a one-year, $2 million deal. I just don't get it, man. These uh, Seven years for Horton. I mean, this is another guy who injured. You know, concussions, even the Bruins were worried about him. I just don't understand it. All right, Mike. I guess that's gonna be it for today's show. There's just so many signings coming out. We'll have to talk about it all on Monday because there's really nothing else, unfortunately, going down in the uh, sports landscape. Uh, real boring day besides the NBA. Uh, excuse me, the NBA signings and the NHL signings. So I guess we'll just cut it short for today. Uh, tomorrow, Mike. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Five minutes at the frat House here. Frat House Saturdays on the Fan Junkies Network. It's a good one. It's funny. We will be back ourselves on Wednesday, uh, excuse me, Monday. I'm Monday. sorry. Yes. Um I will be here though Wednesday and Friday. Correct. Uh Jim Williams will be co-host for us as I will be getting married next Saturday so right. I am going to take a few days to get a lot of the small details on Mike. Right. right. And you will be there Saturday as well. Correct. With us uh enjoying so no five minutes at the front house.
1: Well, I'm not sure how I'm going to work that one yet. I might I might figure something out on that.
0: Oh, it's gonna be uh, a nice day, early day. So, um, if you either do it first thing Saturday morning or late Saturday night. Yep, we'll,
1: we'll we'll figure something out.
0: Or should we have frat house Sunday? We, I was thinking
1: that, or uh, or you know, I might. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll 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 we've got time to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I think we're gonna have some video though from uh, Fan Junkies Radio at the wedding. So. Oh, there you go. We'll get some video up on uh, YouTube so everybody can see. So that's gonna be going. So tomorrow. 1 p.m. Friday, Saturday, right here on the Fan Junkies Network. Uh, give Mike a call tomorrow at 347-237-5373. And talk with him, man. It's Saturday. Absolutely. It's be a good one. Uh, before we go, uh, let's see. Seven-year deal, $37.1 million for Nathan Horton. That's 5.3 average. Uh, but he will get $30 million in his first five seasons. That's so, Clark MacArthur is closing on a deal with the Ottawa Senators. So they lose Daniel Alfredsson, they get Clark MacArthur, and I like Clark MacArthur. I, I was one of the guys that would love to have seen the Rangers get, but they are so cap shot, Mike. It's just not happening.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's not bad. That's not bad. That that Horton deal though, that's
0: insane. Yeah. To follow on all of the signings, say any NHL, you can follow us at Fan Junkies Radio or our my other site Ranger Nation at N Y R Nation. Uh, we'll be talking about the signings all day. Uh, it's going to be a good one. So, for Mike McShane, I'm Jonathan Raggis. Thank you for tuning in to a very subtle, low-key Fan Junkies radio this Friday. And we hope you all have a great, great weekend. And make sure you tune in tomorrow at 1 p.m. for Friday Saturday. Have a good day, everybody.
1: Catch you then.